Golden Ticket. Beat Sport. Spotlight on Tokyo 2020. Welcome to episode two of our spotlight on the Tokyo Olympic and Paralympic Games. Yesterday, we learned that this isn't the first Olympics that has seen Japanese public pressure cause issue for a Tokyo Games. And we've heard about how the postponement has affected athletes and para-athletes in the southeast. And today, we hear from a man that will be behind the mic at the Games for the eighth time in his career. However, for Con Murphy, it's an Olympics like no other for another reason, being the first the Dubliner will be working with the Olympic Broadcasting Service and not RTE, having started in the mid 90s. This was the first Olympics that I was at in 96. The bomb went off in Centennial Park, which was just outside where our international broadcast centre was. And a couple of people died in that bomb. And Michael Slaven, who was part of our team there, he was the show jumping um, commentator, was in the park when the bomb went off. And everybody who was in the park was obviously kept there by the police and the army who were doing security. And Michael slept the night on a school bus as he was kept there by by the security forces. So again, like Michael came in the next day into studio to talk about his experience of being there when the bomb went off. And and it was actually, it was very moving given that a couple of people had died. So you just, you never know what's going to happen. However, those games provided their lighter moments, particularly with famed broadcaster Jimmy McGee. Jimmy and Johnny came back into the studio from the House of Blues and they were both on a high and actually neither of them drank. I think Johnny maybe, but I, I don't, they, they certainly weren't drunk. But everybody who was listening to it assumed that the two lads were pissed out of their heads when they came into the studio. They were just on a high having seen Little Richard and they came in. Jimmy was singing Tutti Frutti uh, at the top of his lungs in this studio. It's kind of little moments like that that you look back on and say, that was like, it was just so unique and so yeah. special. I did see an article once by Eamon Sweeney. He had a pop at RTE, I think it was in Rio, talking about people, you know, having a jolly in in Rio. I nearly spoke to him. I nearly wrote to him because nothing could be further from the truth. You're working literally morning, noon and night. I was talking earlier on about maybe having a beer at the end of a day. If you get out and you have one beer or two beers, that is it. I mean, and and you're lucky if you do. I mean, in many cases, you're just too busy. And this year will be particularly difficult, not just on athletes, but those working at the Games, shut away in their hotels and not afforded the little joys that the Olympics bring, like the usual multicultural experience at the International Broadcast Centre. Usually it's the most exciting place to be during an Olympics because it's where NBC have their studios, BBC, the Canadian broadcasters, Australian. You go out to queue for a coffee and there's somebody from... Hong Kong standing in front of you and somebody from Russia behind you and you're just meeting people from all over the world and there's that kind of um, camaraderie that that will be absent I think this time because they're going to be very strict about where you can go and what you can do so I think some of the I suppose you call it the joy of the Olympics is definitely going to be missing this time there's no doubt about it the other bad point I suppose from a local point of view is during any Olympic Games a lot of small businesses and stuff will make a lot of money because people are in town they want to buy you know souvenirs or if you're a restaurant or a coffee shop you're going to be really busy if you're selling t-shirts with Olympic stuff on it you're going to sell tons of them that benefit for the little local economy is is not going to occur this time either so it's just another level of frustration I suppose for, for local people there for things like track and field which I think relies on a big stadium full of people Mm. it would be hugely diminished in a you know in a stadium with 10% capacity or whatever for an event like say um, 
the javelin where the Scandinavian countries are so into it and stuff. And they really are passionate about it and make lots of noise in the stadium. I'm not sure if the Japanese would have the same passion for something like, Mm. say, the javelin, for example. So you lose a bit there. Tomorrow we'll be hearing from an athlete in one of those events that will so badly miss out without an international crowd to cheer her on. The Golden Ticket. Beat Sports Spotlight on Tokyo 2020.